can I start as single custodian and become multi-custodial later? That is today's question on the Transition to RIA video series. It is question number 27. Hi, I'm Brad Wales, why I help advisors just like you understand everything there is to know about why and how to transition to the RA model. Uh, so in today's uh, conversation, we're going to talk about the idea of, of, you know, should you start when you first transition and start in the RA model? Should you, should you have one custodian or should you have multiple custodians? And I, I did do a separate video on this of, of the idea of can you even have more than one custodian and, and how does that look? So I encourage you, I, I jump into a bunch of the nuances of that. So I, I encourage you to look at that video as well if you haven't already seen it. But, but today's video, we're gonna be talking about, okay, on that, that initial launch point, should I, should I start single or should I start multi and multi-custodial and, and why might one be better than the other? So just a, a quick recap on, and again, I, I don't wanna rehash all of it because I did a separate video on it, but the idea of being multi-custodial. So quick recap, as, as an RIA, you, you will start your own RIA, but you will need a custodian to actually house your assets and facilitate the trades and whatnot. And, and you are not affiliated with this custodian. You are not having any sort of ownership with this custodian. They are essentially a vendor of yours to provide that custody and clearance service. And, and that's one of the big things I help advisors with because there's a lot of custodial options out there is, is why might you consider one versus another and the, the pros and cons and the different services each, each offer. So I'm more than happy to, happy to help you think through that uh, if you'd like. Um, but just, just know that as an RA, you have, you have your RA, but you would need at least one custodian could have more. And so the, the, the quick recap on that is, is that the answer is yes, you can have multiple custodians. You don't have to have just one. Um, you don't need anyone's permission to have more than one. So if you, if you start with one custodian, you, you don't need to go to them and, and get their permission to go with a, a, another custodian. You have full flexibility to do that as, as you wish. And, and further, you don't need to hide it from your custodian either. It's, it's not like if they found out uh, that, that they would necessarily do anything about it. They, they, if they say, oh, wow, we didn't realize you had a second one or, oh, wow, we didn't realize you had a third one. The only thing they might do, and this is pretty typical, is if, if they find out, wow, that you, you have 200 million with them and, and it turns out you have 200 million with another custodian, they'd of course love to earn more of your business. Maybe some of that 200 you have elsewhere, they'd, they'd love to have you bring to their custodian. Um, but, but the, you don't need to keep it a secret. I mean, they might just even out, outright ask you, hey, are you using more than one custodian? So the, just a couple you know, nuances to the, in the RA world, how you have that flexibility. You, you don't need anyone's permission. You don't have to keep it a secret, you know, anything uh, along those lines. Uh, next, I wanted to go through just some of the, the pros and cons to being either single custodian versus multi-custodian. Uh, because that will help us address well, what, how, how should you start? You know, when you when you first transition, what's the best path? So, a couple pros of being single custodian, and I'll I'll preface it, and I'm I'm sure I'll say this uh, again at the end of the video that I've known very successful RAs that are both single custodian, and I've known very successful RAs that are both multi custodian. There's there's no rule that says to be successful or whatever it is you you have to be one or the other. There's 
different reasons these RAs have, have stayed in their, their, their proverbial lane, if you will, that they, they either stayed with one custodian or they became multi-custodian. Um, so it's, it's not to say one is, is necessarily better than the other, and there's been some very successful RAs uh, under both approaches. Um, but some of that, we're gonna go through them. Some of the pros of being single custodian is it's, it's only one system to learn. So even though you're gonna have your own RIA, you're still gonna have to learn the system of your custodian. You know, how do I open a new account? How do I transfer money between accounts? Uh, you know, all of those sort of uh, technological and operational steps you will need to know about your custodian. So to the degree you only have one custodian, that's only one set of processes that you need to learn and understand and implement in your workflows going forward. Um, another pro with that is you also only have one, uh, you know, home office team of that, of that custodian to get to know and to know who to turn to. So if you, if you do have a question about, a specific kind of trust account you're trying to open over, over time, you might establish a contact there, there at the custodian that knows that sort of thing. And then you know you can turn to that person for help on that topic. Um, as it, when you only have one custodian, that's only one set of, of kind of home, home field uh, folks that you need to, to know about and to build those relationships with. Um, and then the, the last one, and then again, these are not exhaustive lists, but is you also only need one essentially tech integration. So some custodians offer a fully integrated technology suite as part of their offering. And, and, and you could use solely that offering for 100% for of your needs as an RIA. Um, and that might fit you well. Um, but in addition, in a typical thing, a lot of RAs use is they also use third-party software uh, with different providers and different vendors. And again, that's the thing I help advisors think of why you might want to do that and what all these options are. Um, but if you are going to use, which is, which is quite typical, if you are going to use some of these third-party providers, you got to make sure that it's integrated with the custodian and that the data flows properly. If you only have one custodian, that's only one connection between that vendor and the custodian that, that you need to worry about. Um, so again, those are some of the pros, not an exhaustive list, but a couple things I wanted to throw out there. So now for some cons. Um, the, the first is the, the idea that, you know, essentially all your eggs are in one basket. Now I've, I've heard um, some RIs that say, I will not under any circumstances essentially have all my eggs in, in one basket. Um, they just want flexibility or kind of control over the matter. So if you, if you only have one custodian and they make a change of some sort, whether it's how they price out their services, um, the service level they provide to you as an RA, maybe they have uh, some sort of reputational hit that comes along. If you're entirely wedded to a single custodian, it's, it's not to say that if any of these things occur that you, you couldn't use that as an opportunity to say, okay, I'm gonna add another custodian, but, but you, would, you would be quite reactive at that point. You would, you would only be giving yourself that flexibility after the fact. So there's, there's some RIs that just say, you know, I, I just want to be multi-custodian because I don't want all my eggs in one basket. Uh, you know, going on right now in the industry, Schwab is acquiring TD. I've talked to, to existing RAs that, that were multi-custodial. They, they were using Schwab and TD. Uh, and the reason they're, they're maybe looking at other options is because 
not because they have any issue with Schwab or have any issue with TD, but once those two custodians join and they're, they're as one, all of a sudden that, that RA now has one custodian. And just for, for their own reasons, some of which I just explained, they don't want to have just one custodian. And so, again, there is a school of thought there. That's some, some advisors will feel strongly about it. Some advisors won't necessarily feel strongly about it, but there is this idea of all eggs in one basket. Um, another challenge with only having one custodian is you're, you're, you're kind of dependent on their solutions. And so a couple examples of this, uh, first one is mutual fund availability. I, I did a whole separate video on this. I encourage, if you use mutual funds, I encourage you to look at that video talking about Will my custodian make available every mutual fund I either currently use or want to maybe use in the future? Will, will that be available to me on their platform? Um, and then there's a whole bunch of nuances with that. So make sure to look at that video. But, but let's, let's, so the, the, the short answer is the entire universe of mutual funds is not available on every single custodian. So a challenge when you only have one custodian and, and maybe you uh, attract a prospective client and you're trying to, to ACAD in you know, those positions, this, this new client you bring on, they're using a particular mutual fund and, and you, maybe you're gonna keep them in that fund, maybe you're not, but, but to be able to transfer it in, the custodian has to have a selling agreement with that mutual fund. Um, and there are certainly if you wanna just use that fund going forward, make, make additional purchases and those sorts of things. Um, and, and for the reasons I stated in that separate video, your, your custodian might either be unable or unwilling to add that mutual fund to their, to their platform. And if you're single custodian, that, that's your only option at that point. If you're multi-custodian, you, you might be able to turn to your other custodian and say, okay, do you have this mutual fund? Oh, it turns out they do have that mutual fund. Okay, I'll just open the account at this custodian, not this one. Um, another example with that, is uh, if you have a client that has say a, a margin loan or needs a margin loan or, or it's a prospective client that currently has a margin loan elsewhere. And that's, that's generally where you see this come into play that let's, try, let's say you're trying to earn, earn a new client's business and they, they have a million dollar account at another firm um, and they have a $200,000 margin loan on that. And, and, and whatever the interest rate is, it's a 5% interest rate or, or whatever the case may be. And you, you want to bring that account on. And, and if, you, if you're a single custodian, you go to your custodian and say, okay, will, will we be able to do the same rate, the 5%? Um, clearly, a client's not going to agree to pay more to transfer their account somewhere else. Uh, ideally, they'd even love to pay less. But if you go to your custodian and say, okay, can we do this, again, this example, $200,000 loan, million-dollar collateral, uh, 5%. And maybe your custodian can do that. It's not an issue at all, but, but maybe they say, no, the, the best we can do is 6%. When you're a single custodian, that's it. That's take it or leave it. You don't, unfortunately, you don't have a lot of flexibility there. If you're, if you're multi-custodial, you can at least go to the other custodian and it might not be successful there either. And you say, again, I got a, a million dollar client, $200,000 loan, can we do 5%? And, and maybe that custodian can do that. And, and all of a sudden now you, okay, I'll set the account up over here and we can make it work. Um, or, or again, to, just to, to be realistic, both custodians might tell you that they can't match a particular rate. So it's, it's not to say being multi-custodial uh, guarantees you flexibility, but at least sets you up to potentially have the option for that. Uh, and then the, then the last one is just uh, of, of a con from a single custodian is, is just client choice. Some, some advisors just want to 
uh, be very uh, kind of fiduciary, above board, fully transparent. And, and part of that messaging is to say to a client, besides saying, okay, here's how I'm paid and I'm only paid by you client. I have no conflicts from a compensation standpoint, no matter what we invest in or how frequently we trade. I keep it very clean client. Uh, and one of those things is I give you the option of, I work with two, maybe it's three custodians. Here's the pros and cons to each one. Which one would you like me to open your account at? Um, now, now that alone, I'm not sure that alone is, is a good reason to become multi-custodial because there, there is a lot of additional logistical work with being multi-custodial. Um, but, but nonetheless, for some advisors, I mean, I've talked to advisors that they say they, they at least want to be able to say that in their messaging. Even if ultimately every client ends up choosing option A 99% of the time, they just feel it's important that they, that they can give that choice to, to clients. Again, to, to each their own, but it is something I've, I've heard of uh, with some advisors that have concerns about it. Um, so then with being multi-custodial, it's, it's, it's essentially the exact opposite of all this. I, I, I did already kind of give you examples of the difference of a, of a pro and con of being single and, and how that would look being multi and the, the flexibility that will give you. Um, but with that does come a lot more uh, additional logistic, logistical responsibilities. And so I talked about some of the, the pros of being single custodians only having one system to have to learn. If you become multi-custodial, you now have two systems to learn, two sets of paperwork to understand and implement in your workflows, two sets of home office teams that you have to get to know to how to get something done. So yes, it gives you more flexibility, but it, but it absolutely makes it more more logistically challenging, if you will. Now, now that might be well worth uh, your effort to go through all that because of the benefits that come with it. But just just know it's it's not it's not all pros and no cons to go multi-custodial. There there are some challenges there as well to to be aware of. Um, and I did want to give just an example here of you think well why why might someone go multi-custodial? And I and I know I just gave some some scenarios, but, but I'll give you a typical example of sometimes how advisors end up multi-custodial, even if they didn't necessarily set out to become multi-custodial. And so a typical example would be a, an, an RIA that uses one custodian. They could be extremely satisfied with that one custodian. They maybe don't have any of these. They've never run into any of these challenges that I, that I laid out with mutual funds or anything like that. And, and it's a great relationship. They have no interest in and moving their assets elsewhere or opening another relationship with another custodian. Um, however, maybe an opportunity arises. There's someone local in their town and an existing RIA and the, the advisor's ready to retire. Uh, and so it's looking to sell their book of clients. And, and, and this RIA is, is lines everything up and, and acquires that book of clients. Now, the, the buyer RIA kind of has two options at this point. Option one is, okay, do I want to now work to bring all of those clients, transfer all of those clients over to my, as they say, primary custodian? And, and so certainly there's benefits to that. Again, we're going to keep all the, all the benefits of being single custodian. The challenge, of course, is, is having to move all of those accounts and, and the, you know, the leakage that could occur with that, the, the trying to you know, work with these new clients. Do you want to also try to move them at the same time as part of that process? Or, or potentially an alternative is, the buyer RA says, okay, I've, I've never necessarily desired to be multi-custodial, but turns out the RA I'm buying does use a different custodian. So it might be easier for me to reach out to that custodian and see if I can just enter into a relationship with them as well. And we'll just leave the clients 
at that custodian. Now they'll all be, you know, eventually kind of put under my RIA, but the, but the clients themselves will stay on that custodian. And, and so, yes, now I'll be multi-custodial and yes, I'll have the challenges from a, an operational logistics perspective, but, but that might be the easier path, just going ahead and becoming multi-custodial than actually moving the clients over here. That, that's a personal choice of each RIA or each advisor of what's, what's easier for them or better for them or better for their clients. But, the, but that's just a typical example I wanted to share of how sometimes even someone that's fully satisfied with a single custodian can sometimes find themselves all of a sudden being multi-custodial. Uh, so my advice on this, you know, the original question here is if, if I transition to the RA model and I start up an RA, should I, no matter what you just, no matter what you think about what I just said, and, and, and maybe you think, oh, single custodian is absolutely what I would want, or maybe multi-custodial is absolutely what I want. Let me, let me at least give you my advice of what I think you should consider doing there on the, on the initial transition, the initial launch of your RA. And quite simply, I think you should absolutely start with a single custodian. There's, there's going to be a lot that goes through a transition process of, of getting your RA set up, getting your new office set up, every, all the steps involved. And that's absolutely what I help advisors understand. Um, trying to juggle multiple custodians at the same time in this multiple paperwork I have to learn and multiple logistics, I, I just strongly encourage you to find a good custodian that you like. Start 100% with that one custodian. But, but you, even if you think, okay, but yeah, I like some of these ideas of uh, the, the pros of being multi, I encourage you start single custodian, but, but be prepared to one day maybe be multi-custodial. And so what I mean by that is there are some decisions that go in when you're setting up an RA, for instance, what technology you're going to use. And if you think, okay, one day I, I certainly do want to be multi-custodial, even, even if I start, Brad, even if I, if I like your advice, even if I start a single custodian, maybe my plan is to do that for at least two years before I explore something else. You, you wanna make sure the decisions and the things you're putting in place though, uh, when you're first setting up can accommodate that future plan. So for instance, the technology you plan to use, if you're pretty convinced that one day you will be multi-custodial, you wanna put technology in place that, that can accommodate that when that time comes. You don't want to pigeon your whole pigeon yourself into this into this box that now I'm single custodian. Now it's going to be this monumental task to become multi-custodial. So again, that's another thing I help advisors with is to think through how that works. But I do I do suggest you think start single, but with a mindset if that's what you desire, uh, set it up so that it's easier to become multi down the road if you ever felt the need to. Uh, the next tip is. If, if you're, you're, whatever your circumstances, you take my advice, you start single or, or however, you're, however it is in life, you are a single custodian and you decide for whatever the reasons to become multi-custodial. Now, if, you, if it was that example I gave where you're buying a book, um, you're instantly are gonna have assets of that other custodian. But, but let's say that's not the case. And let's say you, you have you know, 400 million with your primary custodian and, and for, for whatever the reasons you do, you do decide you want another custodian. My suggestion is you, you can't just tiptoe into that. If you're going to become multi-custodial, you, you need to commit to both custodians and, and be willing to put meaningful assets with, with both of those custodians. And, and that's primarily for two reasons. One is your 
team members there in your office. They've already had to learn all the operational logistics steps of this primary custodian, the paperwork involved, and oh, how do, how do I transfer money? How do I wire things? All that. Uh, if you say, okay, team, we're going to add an, another custodian, and all you ever do is, is open three, four, five accounts, trust me, your team is going to hate dealing with those three, four, five accounts because that's not enough accounts for them to ever get comfortable with all of the processes and paperwork and the, the, the home office team they need to be aware of. They're just, there's not enough incentive for them to go through all those steps to reach a comfort level. And so they're just going to dislike tremendously working with those, those clients. And that's not, that's not fair to the clients, not fair to this, the team members. So my suggestion, if you are going to become multi-custodian, you need to commit to it and give that custodian a meaningful amount of, of assets. And, and so that's the second part of that is uh, the same thing too, a custodian. Now some custodians have minimum. So just because you want to become multi-custodial, and even if it, it's you do your due diligence on the custodian, it seems like a good choice. And even if they like you, some of them will still say, Hey, great. You, you need for us to enter into this new relationship. You need to move at least X million or be able within 12 months, have at least X million on our platform. So one, there's the, the there's the potential for the kind of the hard minimums. And then two, you, you want, you know, imagine if you only, if you have 400 million here and you only put 5 million with this other custodian, and it turns out you need a favor for something in one of those clients account, you need a, you need something expedited or you need a, a better discount on a margin loan that one client has. When you call up that custodian, you have 5 million with them. That, that is nothing in, in their minds. I mean, some of these custodians have trillions of dollars on them. So you need to make sure the relationship is, is worth it for them as well. And so if you only move, even if they, if they don't maybe have minimums, but if you, you just move a small amount, you're just not going to have much weight with that custodian when you, when you need help with something. So you, you do need, again, if you're going to commit to being multi-custodial, commit some assets, both for your team's sake and for the relationship with that other custodian. Uh, and then again, just to, just to reiterate, I've, I've given a lot of pros and cons and given you a lot to think about, but, but as a reminder, again, I have, I've known they are out there, some very successful single custodian RAs and some very successful multi-custodian RAs. So do not think that there's, oh, you, you definitely have to go one way or the other. It's, it really comes down to your particular circumstances what your current situation is, what you might envision for the future for your practice. Again, I can help you think all of that through, but there, there is no perfect answer to any of this. It, it's just to be aware of how this works and what these options are. And again, that's exactly what I do for advisors. So like I said, I'm Brad Wales with Transition to RA, where I help advisors understand everything there is to know about why and how to transition to the RA model. So today's topic, perfect example of that of how does this custodian thing work should i use one custodian should i be multi what are the pros cons should i start with one and, and change down the line into something else absolutely the sort of thing i hope advisors with would be more than happy to have that conversation with you and, and help you really start to think through if if i were to make a change from whatever my current situation is in transition to that ra model what would that mean for me happy to have that conversation uh, if you're not already there, head on over to transitiontoria.com. Uh, you can see plenty more videos I've made. I have white papers and at the very top is a contact link. Simply click on that, 
you can instantly and easily schedule a specific date and time uh, that we can begin to have a dialogue just like this, whether you have a very specific question you'd like to learn more about or just begin the more broad macro conversation of what would this mean for me to maybe make that change into that RA model. Uh, you can instantly schedule a time for us to begin that dialogue. So with that, I hope you found value in today's question and I'll see you on the next one.